Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome to another episode of the Giant Take Podcast. I am Josh and I am joined by my co-host Alex. We are here a week after our last episode talking about a lot. <laughs> Undrafted free agents that the Giants signed, some tryouts that they went with, or that, that they, um, some players trying out that they had at rookie minicamp. Also some contracts, the details there with some first round draft picks. James Bradbury signing with the Philadelphia Eagles. OTAs. And uh, what we promised last episode, which we got to a little late here, but the schedule release was our last episode. We said we're going to do our worst case, best case, and predictions at this current moment for the New York Giants looking at the schedule. Your promise will be accepted towards the end of this episode as that is what we will close out the episode on. But yes, a lot to go into before that. And the first thing let's start out with is my co-host, Alex. How are you doing today? I know I just saw you about an hour ago at school, but I'm still going to pop the question anyway. Yeah, so this is the earliest I think we've ever, well, besides like COVID times when we didn't actually go into school, but this is the earliest we've ever recorded an episode uh, in terms of like right after school. So we we got out early today, so it was nice. Um, And we are here at two o'clock. It's crazy. Two o'clock recording this. So it's uh, pretty impressive. I know no one else actually cares, but for us, it's a pretty big deal. But uh, I'm excited to get in some giant stuff. OTAs are here. Not a big OTA guy, not like a you know someone who goes crazy over them. I'm more of a training camp guy, as most people are. And um, you know, it's nice to have a little bit of it before the seven week hiatus uh, till training camp, where we're kind of kind of have a l- not that much to talk about, but we'll make the most of it anyway. But yeah, I'm excited. There's actually quite a bit going on, funny enough. And uh, you know. Hopefully this team gets better throughout the off season and we start seeing wins during the season. Cause as much as it's fun and jolly talking about the off season, <laughs> it's more fun to talk about wins, uh, you know, and we haven't been able to experience many of them. So it's probably why it's so much fun. Uh, maybe if we start winning more games, it'll just feel like the new normal, but I- I'm hoping we get to that point where winning feels like it's normal. Yeah, I do too, Alex. And thank you for bringing that up because that's a great reminder for me that I was going to say, Quick like disclaimer here, we are recording 2 o'clock on a Thursday, and this episode will be released Friday morning, so 
some info might be a little bit late or some info might have not come out yet for us. And it, like with, with our Thursday luck, Daniel night. Jones is going to be cut tonight and it's going to be a whole big thing <laughs> or something, you know, like it's just it always happens. It's always happens. or tomorrow because, tomorrow. you know, it's either it's either after we record the same night or the day of an episode. Release. Yeah, always. So, um, so something big's going to happen tomorrow. So get ready. <laughs> yeah. So uh, letting you know about that now. Okay, so the Giants signed a lot of undrafted free agents, and we can start with that. I'll start reading off a list, and maybe uh, if I get tired, I'll switch it to Alex, and he can take it over. So let me start out here. For right now, tight end Austin Allen from Nebraska, defensive back Yusuf Corker from Kentucky, defensive tackle Jabril Ellis from South Carolina, defensive back Darren Ellis from Darren Evans from LSU, uh, defensive back Zion Gilbert from Florida Atlantic. Uh, fullback, halfback, Jeremiah Hall from Oklahoma. Defensive tackle, Chris Hinton from Michigan. All signed with the New York Giants. Some other people that signed with the New York Giants, Alex. <laughs> Hinton you were on, right? So we got Josh Rivas out of Kansas State. Uh, guard, we got Trenton Thomas. Thompson, excuse me, out of South Dakota State. Defensive back, Antonio Valentino. Uh, he is a defensive tackle out of Florida. Josh, uh, Jashawn Corbin out of Florida State, running back and edge, Toman Fox out of North Carolina. I'm going to give you two players I'm excited about out of that list in case anyone was interested. Toman Fox, edge out of uh, North Carolina, had nine sacks last season for anyone who's interested. So certainly good production there. I think he has a shot to make the team. And Yusuf Corker, who we've heard has actually been playing very well during OTAs, during rookie minicamp, etc., so excited to see what he can do. A guy who was projected to be drafted in the fifth to seventh round, uh, and we got him undrafted. So excited to see what he can do as well. But those are two guys I'm looking forward to. Austin Allen out of Nebraska, the six foot eight tight end, another uh, you know more of a long shot, but certainly someone to look out for come training camp. Um, and then we'll talk kind of about a position of weakness. If you notice of those players we just read, quite a few were defensive backs. That's certainly an issue. James Bradbury was cut. We'll get to him in a second. The worst now. He's evil, um, obviously, with who he signed for. You know, spoiler alert there. But in terms of adding another veteran corner, not a, you know, a rookie like some of these guys who came in undrafted and on tryouts, like we're about to read in a second, head coach Brian Dable said, we'll see when asked about adding a veteran corner. And spoiler alert again, we do end up signing a, a couple of veteran corners some of the players that tried out during the Giants rookie minicamp, uh, two of them signed. Uh, so we got defensive end Ryder Anderson out of Indiana, uh, teammate of Micah McFadden, uh, the linebacker we drafted in the fourth round, I want to say. Uh, defensive back Jordan Mosley out of Maryland. Wide receiver Garrick Dieter out of Alabama. <laughs> that, trying my best there. And uh, O-lineman Kane Madden. No relation, I'm assuming out of Notre Dame, uh, and also Master Teague out of Ohio State. That's a really cool name, by the way. That's an like awesome name. I want to be called that. Yeah, I remember he, uh, I believe he backed up. Um, oh, what's his name at Ohio State? The running back, the starter. Dobbins? Name, but I remember watching the, what's up? Dobbins? He was drafted a couple years ago now, though. Maybe, yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Um, so he was the backup to Dobbins there. Thank you, Alex. Also... Good thing you didn't say Antonio Valentino as um, one of your favorites because I would have corrected you right there. He's not on the team anymore. Uh, they signed Antonio Valentino as an undrafted free agent and quickly got rid of him uh, to, add, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, to add another defensive back, Michael Jaquette, 
Once um, a giant, so, always a giant. <laughs> yeah. So that was a very quick hello and goodbye uh, for Mr. Valentino. So he is currently not, um, you know, on the team. He didn't anymore. even get to have breakfast. <laughs> I guess not. I mean, it was like three days, maybe. So that's something that definitely went uh. on there. What hasn't been three days in a New York Giants uniform is for the two first round picks at five and seven, Kayvon Thibodeau and Evan Neal. They signed their contracts. Um, their rookie deals go like this or look like this, I should say. Thibodeau's is a four-year deal. Same thing with Neal. His is up to $31.3 million guaranteed. And same thing with Neal. He has guaranteed money for four years of $24.6 million guaranteed. Um, you know, something to note there, $6 million difference between yeah. picks five and seven. And also could have to do with the positions. One of them is basically an edge rusher, and then one of them is a offensive I don't tackle. think it's by positions. I think it's by pick. I'm almost like 99% sure, but I was just thinking about this when when you wrote down those numbers. I was like, imagine how Evan Neal, I, Evan Neal seems like a calm, you know, well-spoken, kind of calm guy. Doesn't seem like he'd get overly angry about that, but imagine if the Giants could have probably just as easily picked him number five and Thibodeau number seven, and he'd have six million more dollars in his pocket, so, or seven million almost, actually. So imagine how that feels. Uh, I, I don't know. Like, I'm sure he's excited and all, but isn't that like kind of weird? I, I'd be a little bit pissed off, but I'm sure he's still happy and excited because he doesn't seem like the type of guy who would harp on that kind of thing. Alex, if I was getting $24.6 million, there would not be anything but a smile on my face, whether the other guy above me got $7 million more or not. Um, and then six total <laughs> Giants draft picks got signed uh, as well or signed their contracts before, you know, with the additions of Thibodeau and Neil, Micah McFadden, DJ Davidson, Marcus McKeithen, and Darian Beavers, great name. Another group, we've just got so many great names here so far on the podcast, um, have signed their rookie deals. They're still looking to sign a few more. We can talk about that when we get to some contract stuff in a little bit. Or I could just do it right now because I'm just that crazy. Um, James Bradbury uh, signs a one-year $10 million deal with the Philadelphia Eagles. And funny enough, the Giants are actually paying Bradbury more money than the Philadelphia Eagles are. The craziest part after all of that. Um, and with that being said, though, because the Giants did, in fact, cut James Bradbury, that helps their cap. And on the or on PFF's 2022 cap health rankings right now, the Giants are actually ranked fourth. So if you remember, before the draft, the Giants were ranked either dead last or very close to last in the NFL when it came to rankings by uh, teams' caps and how they're really bad and good and whatever the Giants were in the <laughs> negatives at that point. And now they're the fourth best in this cap health ranking. So I guess give it all up to uh, Joe, um, Joe Judge, Joe, Joe Shane and assistant general manager, Brandon Brown. Um, and the Giants right now have approximately $6.5 million in cap space, but they still have to sign or they, yeah, they still have to sign five of their 11 draft picks. So you're probably looking at a few more million off that. Joe Judge had his first press conference, I believe, as like a, a a patriot, whatever he is, whatever his role is. I saw that on Twitter. I didn't watch it because... Isn't he a special teams coordinator? No, he's, he's an offensive race. assistant, remember? He's going to be helping Mac Jones. Oh, is he really? Yeah, he's, you know, call calling all those QB sneaks. Anyway, um, certainly interesting there. But I, I didn't want to uh, bring back any bad old memories, so I did not watch the press conference. Uh, you know, of course, if I did, I would be updating everyone on that, but I didn't. Um, Giants OTAs, that's, you know, one of the main things that's been going on, excuse me, lately, 
Uh, it began May 16th, the 17th. It's happening today, the 19th. When we're recording this, 23rd, 24th, 26th of May, and then May 31st to June 3rd. Some of the highlights of that is during an 11, 11 on 11 drill on this past Tuesday, Thibodeau was able to get his hands up, clogging a lane. The pass went off his fingertips and promptly landed in the waiting arms of safety Xavier McKinney. So nice defensive play there. And guard Shane Lemieux practiced on Monday and participated in team drills. He was placed on injured reserve after suffering a knee injury in week one last season, but appears to be making progress towards being ready for the upcoming season. Also, uh, the starting O-line, at least in these OTAs, has been Thomas Lemieux, Feliciano, Glowinski, and Neal. So that's been the starting so far in OTAs. Obviously, a lot changes throughout the season and training camp, so we'll see what happens there. But it seems like it is Lemieux's job to lose, possibly. So we'll have to see what happens there. Uh, and then also Tony and Galladay are at OTAs, both wearing the red uh, injury recovery shirts. So uh, it seems like they're coming back from a little bit of a nick or a knack. That sounded weird. Anyway, Josh, I'm, I'm clearly running out of breath. My podcasting stamina is running out. Uh, this is what happens when you take. The, we used to record every, you know, felt like every day. Now things are starting to slow down, and, and my pod, the draft, and yeah. my podcast stamina is like, uh, uh, like I can't breathe. <laughs> I think Yusef Corker also. I forget. I forgot to write it, write it down. Excuse me. Um, I think he had a pick as well, which put him, you know, maybe above here on the safety list. I think the two guys that are locked in at the safety position when it, when it comes to making the 53-man roster is probably McKinney and Julian Love. Yeah. And then after that, it's open. Yeah, like Wide for open sure. for who can be three and maybe even four uh, for the New York Giants. And there are some candidates there, so definitely keep that in mind. Also, like you said, Neil was part of the starting O-line. Part of the starting first team, whatever you want to call it, defense, uh, came on Thibodeau was out there for the Giants. Not like he wasn't going to make the 53-man or be a starting player, but yeah, he was out there. Another interesting thing is defensive back. He played corner last year, but Jaron Williams, he's converting back to his natural position as safety, at safety, for training camp. So that's another person to possibly see in that safety room. So a quick bit there. So you'll probably have Corker, Williams, Love, and McKinney competing for those spots. Uh, It could be possible that all four of those guys make the roster. Sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, you could definitely see it. Um, it'll be an interesting, I guess, fight for the position. Dane Belton, Yusef Corker. Oh, Dane Belton, of course. Forgot him, too. Yeah, so he'll be fighting Yeah, that's for what that. I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, so that's definitely someone to note on. Another defensive back that the Giants signed here. Let's see if I get this name right. Cornerback uh, Maurice Kennedy. Kennedy? Kennedy? Per source, some secondary help in wake of the James Bradbury departure. Basically... Uh, I just realized Maurice. we skipped like right through the James Bradbury departure. Can I please complain about him? <laughs> I sure. Just real quick, I'm very upset about it. I'm not happy he went to the Eagles. I will be rooting against him in terms of how he plays, not you know in in life. As I've seen some Giants fans like, come on, let's take like take it a little bit of a breath. Let's not hope for injuries or stuff like that. That's you know ridiculous. But in terms of his playing, I hope for the worst against the Giants. I hope he gets burnt every time by Kenny Galladay. That's all I want to say. I'm very upset about it. I'm very salty. And uh, I just wanted to make that clear. I would say the reason I kind of moved on from it super quickly was because it was expected from me. We knew from the moment he got cut, oh, Eagles are the front runners. Like that's literally all we heard. So 
It didn't really surprise me. What sucks though is that, you know, the contract money he's getting and the Giants are paying him more. That's the frustrating part, honestly, after, uh, after all of this, because, you know, we couldn't keep him around because of the cap situation. And then he goes on and he's fine with the cap he's getting now with the Eagles. And it just wasn't even that much. All right. Anyway, stop. I'm just going to go with Maurice here because I don't know fully how to pronounce his last name, unfortunately. So I'm just going to say Maurice has a, had experience uh, playing the boundary in Meek Martindale's defense with the Ravens. He's six foot one, 190 pounds. He's good length. And he was also with the Cowboys last year and the Jets in 2019. That was from Art Stapleton. In 40 career games, he's had four starts, um, recovered 86 tackles, or recovered, recorded 86 tackles. He had 70 solo tackles and three for a loss. Three QB hits, six passes defended, uh, and one interception. Recorded a 64.8 PFF grade in 2021, but then appeared in just eight games, and that was due to uh, concussion issues. And the Giants know concussion issues very well from their uh, wide receivers. So... Something to note on there. I don't know. Completely irrelevant to what we're talking about here. But another cornerback that the Giants signed. I'm just taking this one, Alex, and rolling with it. Khalil Dorsey, uh, the 24-year-old, um, signed with the Ravens as an undrafted rookie free agent. So maybe another person connected with Wink Martindale there. He's out of Northern Arizona following the 2020 NFL Draft. Appeared in six NFL games but didn't start a single one. Recorded solo tackles and surrendered... Um, or sur- yeah, surrendered one pass on one target for 36 yards. Honestly, I think this guy is just another body for training camp or for OTAs. I There's no reason why he would get signed by the team, put on their roster. The only reason I would see him here is to fill a spot right now. And if he does well, get a spot on the practice squad heading into the season. But besides that, I think it'll be an easy cut for the Giants. Unfortunately for Dorsey, nothing against him. Just doesn't really have much experience to help the team. Yeah, I agree. I don't think either of them, maybe the first one will make the roster more. I forget his name at this point. Um, sorry about that. Um, Maurice Kennedy. Maurice Kennedy. I, yes. I just called him Maurice. Maurice. Uh, yeah. So I think Maurice has a chance, but probably not. Um, oh my God. I'm forgetting his name already now. <sighs> this is tough. Anyway, uh, some more. Who are you talking about now? The other player? The other corner. Yeah. You just mentioned his I name. I remember Maurice Kennedy, but, um, uh, yeah, you just said his uh, uh, Khalil Dorsey. There it is, Khalil Dorsey. So I don't think he's going to make the roster. The Giants also signed defensive end Jalen Holmes and safety Henry Black. So a couple more bodies as well. And in order to create all this space, the Giants had to trim down a bit and terminate a couple of contracts. So linebacker Trent Harris uh, was waived. Defensive end Raymond Johnson was waived. Uh, quarterback Brian Luarkey was waived. I think he, I thought he was in the, uh, what's in, what's the other football league that's going in the UFL or, uh, USF, USFL, USFL. Yeah. I thought he was playing in that, but maybe I was wrong. Uh, other giant backups are, but no, yeah, I don't know about him. Maybe not him. And also waived slash injured defensive back Jordan Mosley. So those are the guys who have made way for these new, well, you realize so, go ahead. for these newcomers. <laughs> He could still be on NFL rosters as well as these other True. players. He could be both. Because yeah. he's playing during the spring. It's not that yeah. big of a deal, but now he isn't. So you might be right. I mean, look it up um, about Lewarki. Uh Just one more thing before we go to our schedule stuff is um, 
I just want to give a quick shout out um, because they've helped us out a lot. A big milestone this week for our friends at Talking Giants, Bobby and Justin, um, got to complete an interview in a van with <laughs> offensive tackle Andrew Thomas. Um, so a little clap of congratulations to them. Yay. And, it was uh, an awesome interview. Very, yeah. very cool. Uh, so really good stuff for them. I know they were saying in the interview, like this is, or like in the episode, this is like big stuff for us. You know, there, there's some times where it's like we made it type of thing. Um, and also I so. saw Sam Prince had him on too. So that was pretty cool as well. Uh, they had on Sam Prince. No, Sam Prince had on Andrew Thomas on his podcast. He has a podcast? Yes, he does. That. Yeah. So uh, that okay. was a cool interview. They kind of talked some similar topics, but uh, it was more, so there were some food related topics as well. So if you're interested in what Andrew Thomas likes to eat, then go check that out for sure. Um, but yeah, uh, it was cool that Andrew Thomas uh, actually came on to a couple of the Giants podcasts. It was uh, it was refreshing to see. So um, with that being said, let's move to the 2022 Giants schedule. And I think we'll go in the way of this. Let's do worst case first. We're going to get out of the way. Best case second, and then end with our prediction. Um, and how we're going to do it is we'll go through each game. But worst case, best case, we're going to go through very, very quickly. We're going to try to knock it down. Then prediction, maybe we go a little faster. But honestly, you're going to hear the games three times. So you're probably just going to want us to go quick through those as yeah. well. <laughs> okay. Uh, who's keeping the note of this? Am Here, I'll, I'll this? read through them. You keep note as we're talking okay. about them. Yeah. So I'll, I'll just say yes or no. And we'll both <laughs> agree. Cause it's, yeah. So I think Titans, I even, so we're doing best case scenario right. first. Worst case scenario. Oh, worst case scenario. Worst case. So, so worst... we get it out of the way. Get the bad. Get the bad. Worst out of the case way. scenario. Week one, we lose to the Titans. Week two, we lose to the Panthers. Week three, we lose to the Cowboys. <laughs> Week four, we lose to the Bears. Week five, we lose to the Packers. Week six, we lose to the Ravens. So we're zero and six right now. Correct. I think we beat the Jaguars anyway. So I think that week seven we beat them. Week yep. eight, I think we lose to the Seahawks. Week nine, uh, they have, whoa, 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 oh my God, jeez, you're moving very quickly. You said to move quickly. I, well, we did. Th- you're doing a great job. Sorry, sorry. Um, <laughs> they don't have Russell Wilson anymore, Alex. This is true. This they is also true. don't have Tyler Lockett anymore, right? No, they do. Him and Metcalf are still there. Are you sure? Yeah, Tyler Lockett's still there. Double, ch- I'm double checking. That. All right, and they have Geno Smith. Oh no, 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 you're right. You're former right. Giants legend. You're right. It was, uh, I forget the wide receiver on the Broncos is like, I want to be the new future Tyler Lockett to Russell Wilson. I yeah, I don't which, know who that is. Receiver it was. All right, so we're at one and six right now. So we're saying one and seven if they lose to the to the uh, Seahawks. Yeah, one and yeah. seven. You really think they'll lose? And this and, is I mean, worst is case worst scenario. Case. All right, sorry, sorry. Right, okay, go. Texans, I think we win that anyway. Two and seven. Uh, Lions, I think we win that anyway. Three and seven. That's week eleven. Week twelve. I think that we, makes sense, right? We're three and seven in week eleven because we had the bye. Yeah, yeah. So we're, week, we're, I'm right. I'm right. Week eleven or week twelve. Sorry for the Cowboys. I think we lose that game. Worst case scenario. Sure. I think we get sweeped by all of everyone in the division. Swept. It's swept by uh, swept. Thank you. By That's everyone nice. in the division. Uh, going forward, like in all three, all three teams in the worst case scenario. So we lose twice to the Cowboys in week mm-hmm. 12 and in week three, we lose twice to the commanders in week 13 and 15. We lose twice to the Eagles in week 14 and 18. And then week 16 and 17, we lose to the Vikings and Colts respectively. Okay. So then we end with a record of three and 
14? 14, yeah. So that would be our worst case scenario of what would happen. Do you want to switch now and then I run through the best and you take the tally? Yeah, you do best case. Let's go. Well, let's do it. <laughs> let's go. All right. Week week one against Tennessee Titans away. I know it's best case. I still think it's a loss. The yeah. Tennessee Titans are a very good football team. So we start at 0-1 on the season. Then we go home against the Panthers. Winnable game, definitely. Um, so obviously this is how it works. Best case. If it's winnable, we take the win. Cowboys at home. They're a very good team. I think we made some new adjustments. If it's best case, I think we win this game because we're home. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're agreeing. Yeah, good. I agree. Week four against the Bears, then we can win. Mm-hmm. We're in London. I know it's Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. I know he's got no Adams. We still lose. I, I know it's best case. <laughs> then we drop also, even though we're at home against the Ravens. They're still a very good team. Mm-hmm. Jaguars, easy W. Seahawks, W. Mm-hmm. Texans down on Deshaun Watson, W. Lions, another win. So this puts us Cowboys seven and three right here, right now. Yeah. So, but remember, it's best case. So and second Cowboys half of away. the season's harder. Yeah. Yeah. Cowboys, Cowboys away. away. I think we lose. Drop uh-huh. one of them. Yeah. Commanders at home, we win. Okay. And you let me know if I'm going too fast. Okay. Yeah, you're good. All right. Eagles at home, we win. Uh huh. Get revenge on James Bradbury. Week 15 <laughs> against the Commanders, we're away. I think we still win. Commanders yeah. just have not, are not. I mean. They have weapons. Don't get me wrong. They're yeah. still just as bad as us, honestly. Yeah. Vikings away. They are a good team. Are they good enough to beat us in a best-case scenario? I don't think so. I think we give it to the mm, Giants. I disagree. Because they made some additions okay. on defense. They have a new coach. They have the Rams offensive coordinator. I think that's a tough one, in my okay, opinion. we give them a loss. All right. But so then you're also going to give them a loss to the Colts, too? I would, yeah. Yeah, right? But we're home. But yeah, okay. Ten and six. The Eagles. You think we beat the, Eagles, beat the Eagles again? Yeah, it's be- best case, Alex. All right, so eleven and six is our best case scenario. So worst case scenario, three and fourteen. Best case scenario, eleven and six. Now let's do our predictions, Alex. You want to? Uh, yeah, we'll we'll go through know, each game we'll and kind of explain split, split by week. Yeah, we'll split just go week. every other so week. Go. So week right, one, so you go. Yes, I am going. Week one, Titans away. Derrick Henry, Tannehill. I know they don't have A.J. Brown anymore. Their defense is still pretty solid. Decent offensive line. Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry. I mean, that's really all I need to say. I don't think we win that game. It's going to be tough. So in terms of our prediction here, we're going to go with a loss against the Titans. I feel like we always have high expectations going into a giant season, especially the last two or three years, right? And then they always start off slow. Always I mean, they pick slow. pick it up a little bit. Always slow, though. So with that being said, I know it's an easy, quote-unquote, opponent against the Panthers in our home opener. But let's be honest. We're doing honest predictions here. They get a loss against the Carolina Panthers. It's just yeah. It just happens. Like, they start off 0-2 with the laughing stock of New York once again. Oh, Joe <laughs> Shane, you brought in a new coach, Brian Dable. It's not working. So yep. that's, yeah, week two loss. Yep. Fans will be calling for his head already in week two. Week three, prime time. Monday night football, the Giants lose to the Cowboys in week three. So we start 0-3. This is our prediction here. You know, the Cowboys have gotten worse, but I don't think they're worse enough to, or have gotten worse enough that they can't beat us anymore. And I think they'll still beat us on prime time. Uh, You got week four. I'm like messed up there. There you go. Yeah, I got week four. You're right. Uh, Bears, Chicago. Yes. Uh, home game though. Like I'm wrong. We're in New York, <laughs> New Jersey. Sorry. I'm 
all over the place. They right got now. no wide receivers. <laughs> gonna get our first win against the Chicago Bears. That's that's about it. I mean, also like Justin Fields. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like who's a worse quarterback situation there? Is it the Bears or the Giants? Because I swear you could throw up a jump ball, and I don't think Jones or or um Fields or um Fields will catch it. Sorry. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I yeah I don't. Yeah, I'm, I think the Bears are a winnable game. Their offensive line's bad. They don't have like a crazy running back. Their defense has gotten worse. Uh, I, I think that is a game we can win, hopefully. Uh, week five, Packers, London, Aaron Rodgers. That's really all I need to say. That's going to be a loss. So we're going to start one and four, I believe that is. Yeah, one and four. Yeah, and just to speed things up, Ravens, another one. We're home. Lamar Jackson's unstoppable. I don't think this defense can handle him. So with that being said, uh, no Marquise Brown. Keep in mind there, no speedster for him to throw to. Although, although J.K. Dobbins some, is back this season. But yeah, and it's it's just Lamar Jackson. I mean, yeah. what else do you have to say? Good defense as well. Their defense, yep, their defense is good too. I was about to say that, but we have Wink Martindale. He'll give us all the uh, yeah. tips and tricks, the secrets to breaking yeah, the their secrets. defense down. Yeah, I think that's a sleeper game we could possibly win, but I don't think so. A uh, week seven Jaguars. They're just a mess. Um, you know. They picked Trayvon Walker number one overall. I think their pass rush is going to be much improved, but uh, I still have the Giants taking the win here. I'm very interested to see how Trevor Lawrence does in his second season, though. So that'll be an interesting game for sure. But I think we come away with the victory, making us two and five going into week eight. Also, remember the last two years, we were kind of a little bit spoiled because when we looked at other teams wide receivers, number one wide receivers, we were like, all right, well, Bradbury can shut him down. We don't have Bradbury anymore. So just keep, take that into consideration because I feel like I was like not as nervous because we had Bradbury on their top guys. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, the Jaguars just, don't really have – they have Christian Kirk. Oh, I was talking that. about the Jaguars. I was Seahawks, though. The Ra- yeah, I was just thinking back to the Ravens. Um, yeah. They have no wide receivers, so that yeah. should be okay. But, um, but anyway, yeah, Seahawks now week eight away – Tough place to play. Yeah, uh, it's all about the fans there. I mean, Geno I don't know Smith. If I fully agree with this one. You said Geno Smith like five times. It still <laughs> doesn't make a difference in my head. It's a loss for the New York Giants, though. Yeah, DK Metcalf. I don't really fully agree with this, but I'll. They brought in it. Charles Cross. They improved their defense. Pe- yeah, they had a great draft. Yeah, I'll they had a good that. draft. So I think they're going to be okay i don't think they're gonna be great but i think they'll be okay that's and i think we're bad so that's basically my my output on that week nine we have the bye obviously so week 10 we are at home against the texans the texans are awful i think we beat them hopefully if we don't we're in a really sad state um and that i think's a win i don't think i really need to explain anything who'd they get in the draft they picked up uh, oh they got Derek stingley right not still not worried <laughs> I mean, if you remember, Alex, so going back, like you said, Cross, they also got Kenneth Walker, and then they swooped up uh, um, Edge Boy Mafe. Yeah, so they had a good draft. They had a very good draft, yeah. They also had the reason, I mean, not like a great player, but we knew him from Rutgers because he played locally. Yeah, Bo Melton, right? Yeah. Yep. I think they'll be solid. They always draft well, usually, sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Week 11, the uh, Detroit Lions at home, not a good team. That's a W for us. Uh, Jared Goff not leading them to the promised land like he did uh, leading the Rams to the Super Bowl. But was it really him or was it McVay? I think you can tell right now <laughs> where he is. 
Yeah, I think they'll be better this year, but yeah, I, I agree. I think we beat them. The Cowboys away, Jerry's world. We just never win. The games are rigged. He pays off the refs. There's just no chance. It's <laughs> no chance. It's a loss for the Giants. <laughs> oh, God. It's a, it's a weird way to put it out there. Um, well, what, what's your be- reasoning? What's your reasoning? They just have a really good team. Again, I mean, I know it just didn't work for them last year, but remember last year we were really scared about what the Cowboys But they got worse this year, though. True, true. No Amari Cooper. Uh, So it doesn't matter. They're better than us. They are, but so is everyone. (laughs) At home. A win for the New York Giants. That's it. Yay. I feel like we always pull out a win against the Commanders, so... Well, they uh, don't have a quarterback. They have Carson Wentz. Don't disrespect Carson Wentz. Oh my God. Anyway, uh, to a team that does disrespect Carson Wentz now, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles at home week 14. I think they're going to be a much improved team as well. And they're going to be a very tough team to beat even at MetLife. I think we take the L there moving into week 15. It's a tough end to the schedule for sure. Yeah. And I mean, continuing that with the Colts, the Indianapolis Colts were... I would like to say red hot last year, uh, kind of like the, not the comeback story, but like the, the underdog. Why, why are you going to Colts? That's week for. 17. I'm not up. Uh, uh, no, it's we week 15. Commanders? Yeah, but we play them twice. The other commanders matchup. Okay, the other commanders right. matchup. <laughs> All right. I got commanders part two. Oh, well, I got the Colts as well, but uh, commanders part two here away. For some reason, you said we always pull it out against the Commanders, but here we do have an L because we'll split. Because we're away. we didn't pull it out last year against the Commanders or the that football team or whatever they were called last two year. Two years ago, two years yeah. ago, I believe we got both of them though. Right, yeah, two years ago 16. we did. Week sixteen, we got the Vikings away. Uh, that's a tough team. Kirk Cousins, solid. Jay Jettas. Oh my God, <laughs> now I'm gonna say that again. Justin Jefferson. <laughs> Justin Jefferson is uh, obviously very good. Dalvin Cook, they've improved defensively as well. So I think that's a tough one away from MetLife as well. So another sure. loss for the Giants. Another tough one. Okay, now now the, the Indianapolis Colts at home, uh, the team that was basically like the underdogs last season. Everyone was kind of rooting for them to win. They don't have Carson Wentz anymore. They just have another interesting choice at quarterback, and that is Matt Ryan. How is that um, interesting? He's a solid quarterback. It's interesting in the way that they go from Carson Wentz to Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's at the end better. Of his career. He's at the end of his career. True, but he's still better. <laughs> at the end of his career, he's slowing down. All right. Loss to the Giants no matter what because they have a very, very good defensive line. And that's not the Giants. That's the Indianapolis Colts. Um, and they will get pressure on Daniel Jones because our offensive line is better than they were. But they're still not perfect. Agreed. Agreed. And it's going to take time for them to gel, right? So that's always going to be a thing as well. Week 18 away at the Eagles at the link, as people like to say. That sounds weird to me. So I'm just going to say at the Eagles Uh, in Philly. Lincoln Financial Field. I know the the, the link just sounds weird. Anyway, week 18, I think we lose. I just don't see us winning against the Eagles this year. I think they're 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 a bit too good for us. I think they're going to be. have higher priorities than beating us. I think they're going to make a reasonable playoff push. I don't think they're going to win at all, but I think they have a, a solid team. I think Jalen Hurts is going to hold them back, though. 
All right, so with that, that's our uh, final schedule. The prediction comes out to 5-12 and 12 for the New York Giants. Kind of same old, same old as always. Let's hope they prove us wrong. I like to say it every year, but um, let's hope they do so. Uh, but let, let me get in, some in the in, in the up direction, not in the three and fourteen direction. <laughs> correct, correct. Not we. I mean, it's great to have picks five and seven, but if we're not going to do better the next year, then don't keep giving me picks five and seven, please. Um. All right, so let me get some stuff in here. Please subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening or watching. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button there. If you're listening, hit it on uh, Apple Podcast, Spotify, or wherever you do listen to the podcast. You can write us five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Um, and then you could follow us on Instagram and Facebook, The Giant Take Podcast, Twitter and TikTok, The Giant Take Pod. Alex on Twitter at Anorian23. And I'm on Twitter at JoshSholo29. You can also find out more places to listen on shipstudios.com slash the giant take to find out basically most of the information of not all that I just said, go into the podcast notes or description of this episode and you can find it there. With that, Alex, close us out. Thank you everyone for listening to today's episode and we'll see everyone next time with some more Giants content. Peace. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.